you wanna win on YouTube this year, you're gonna regret just making the same content you made yesterday. Yesterday's home runs will not win today's game. And so think about leveling up your content 1% per video and over a year's time, you're gonna be amazed by the level your content is at. Welcome to the Think Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast where we help you grow your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high impact and a high profit online business. My name is Heather Torres, and if you're new here, welcome. We deliver a brand new podcast to you every single Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe wherever you're consuming this content from. And I'm excited because today's featured information is from Sean Cannell, and he's jumping into the five changes that you need to make on YouTube this year. And if you don't make them, you're gonna regret it because YouTube is an ever-changing organism, and we wanna make sure that you know what is working right now. So grab your notebook, Lean in and let's get into today's podcast. If you are just starting your YouTube channel and you're under a thousand subscribers or a hundred thousand subscribers, I've got some good news for you. Recent updates to YouTube actually give you an advantage if you're brand new. And in this video, I'm actually gonna be revealing some changes we've been observing from our research at Think Media and all of the content that we post and talk about really five of the pivots we are making this year to get more views and to break through the algorithm on YouTube. These are some changes that if you don't make these, I believe you will regret it later. And the first one is that subscribers are overrated. Yes, people's main passion. In fact, think about it. Don't you want to get that silver play button and get that gold play button, you know, grow that YouTube channel and maybe have the quote unquote bragging rights of how many subscribers do you have? Well, here's the thing. Subscribers in 2021 and beyond are actually overrated. And here's a couple ways to think about it. Number one is a lot of times we think, man, if somebody could just shout me out, if I could just get a shout out from Mr. Beast, one of the largest, most successful YouTubers, I could get like a million subscribers overnight. But the question is, would those be the right subscribers? And imagine you created vegan cooking videos and you were going to do a tofu scramble video. And now you've got these a million new subscribers from Mr. Beast. You post your new video, but guess what? The majority of them, they're actually not interested in that video, so they don't click on it. Well, here's how the YouTube algorithm works now. If your subscribers pass over that video in their feed, if that video is tested on their homepage or suggested to them and they don't wanna click on it, then YouTube actually kills the distribution of the video. They actually stop it from reaching anyone. So actually, subscribers can be a vulnerability. If you have the wrong subscribers, then they can actually stop your videos from reaching people. So your goal is ultimately to have the right subscribers. And the good news is that if you're starting from scratch, you have the ability to attract the right subscribers for your content with your goal of always uploading videos that the most of your subscribed audience wants to click on and watch. Think about it this way. Never upload a video that your subscribers didn't subscribe for. You know, I saw this proved out with Janelle Elena, who recently on YouTube grew to 1.3 million subscribers in a matter of weeks. This also tells me that if you make the right content and you understand the target audience you're trying to reach, then that video will be able to be distributed across the platform. And whether you have zero subscribers or a million subscribers, it really is now based on the merit of any individual video. And a couple of the metrics we're looking at is the click-through rate, 
That's when someone has a chance to click on the video. Do they click on it? Again, if you've got the wrong subscribers and they don't, even if it's a good thumbnail, great title, but they don't click on it, well, then YouTube kills the video. The opposite is true. If your subscribers and people like them and people on the platform love a topic, love a video and click on it like crazy, that'll help the video be spread and shared. And then the other one is like average view duration. It's just how long are people watching the video? Again, if your subscribers are kind of like so-so, like, "Mm, let me check this out. They click on your newest video, but they kind of go, this is boring, or I gave it a shot, but I didn't really care about this. Again, if it's not a topic, if it's not content that they're passionate about watching and they don't hang out on the video, average view duration, watch time minutes, they don't spend time on the video, then again, YouTube will kill the distribution and it being recommended in the algorithm. So subscribers are overrated. You don't wanna be focusing on the subscribers. You wanna be getting clear on your target audience and you really wanna understand their psychology. If you make the right video at the right time with the right title and the right thumbnail for the right audience with some great content, then that video can spread like crazy. And ultimately, this reminds us that it's good to have a niche channel. You know, this is a lesson we've kind of learned the hard way at Think Media, because even though we're getting some incredible results, and in 2020, we had over 40 million video views, so we're doing a lot of things right, but you know, Think Media being an older channel, think about it, people have subscribed for all types of different reasons. They click subscribe for a camera review, they click subscribe for a live stream switcher review, they click subscribe for some YouTube tips, like we do a lot of different topics, so when we release a new video, if our subscribers don't want to click on it, or just are not interested in the topic, they're like, I'm sure it's good, I just don't care. Well then, potentially that hurts the distribution of that video. So don't worry if you don't have subscribers, focus on understanding your larger target audience and making the best possible video because you're one video away from changing your life and business with YouTube, with a breakout video. Hey, number two is shorter is greater than longer this year. You know, one of the changes we've been thinking about is making shorter videos on YouTube. And this actually doesn't replace longer videos, it's just that we suggest you have shorter videos in your library of content that you're publishing and that you are intentionally trying to make your videos quicker, more punchy, delivering value, at a faster pace. You know, we get this short form content trend really from TikTok reels, shorts on LinkedIn, shorts on Facebook. And what we're seeing is that people are able to deliver value on say Instagram reels really quick. I mean, you see a 15 second reel and someone's like, here's a quick tax tip that'll save you money this year. They tell you what it is and then they're like, follow and subscribe. And so the reality is value can be delivered really quickly, whether it's entertainment, whether it's tips, whether it's education, whatever it is that you do. So when you think about a shorter video, think about how you can make your video half short and twice strong. Think about how you can make your video more like TikTok, more like 15 or 30 seconds, and think about maybe making it a series of TikToks. So for example, at Think Media, if we have five tips to deliver in our short form content, we're trying to think about how we could deliver those five tips in two and a half minutes, and three minutes. We're trying to think about how we can do list videos that are maybe 10 tips, but deliver all 10 in four and a half minutes, because it's almost like putting a bunch of TikToks together. And if 
more teaching needs to be done or if a certain part needs more time for, you know, a little bit of connecting and whatnot, you don't wanna seem rushed or seem crazy in the video, but I think it's just the principle that when possible, make the video shorter. I mean, just consider your own behavior. I know for me, if I'm looking to solve a problem and I type in a search in YouTube and I look at the homepage rank videos there, um, and I see there's a 15-minute option, a 32-minute option, and a nine-minute option, and the thumbnail's good, and I look like I want to click on I'm going to go with the nine-minute. I mean, I might actually discover that it was a wasted nine minutes, and now i got to watch the longer version to really discover. But if possible, I'm going to go for the shorter version. And if you're newer to YouTube, if you're trying to break out on YouTube, if you're looking to build your audience, if you're looking to get those first 1,000, 10,000 subscribers, consider making shorter videos instead of longer videos. Because shorter videos are gonna help you reach new people, and then longer videos are gonna help you connect at a deeper level once you've built trust. I mean, this is the Think Marketing Podcast. These are you know 25-minute to 40-minute episodes, and this is kind of a different content format because it's also not just in video, but it's also on audio. But you probably wouldn't be hanging out with this long-form content if you hadn't maybe seen a shorter YouTube video first. I kind of think about it like dating. You know what I mean? Like if you are just meeting someone, you don't know them yet, there's like speed dating and that's your chance to really take five minutes, 10 minutes, or even just do a quick date. Like, hey, let's just get coffee to decide if you want to spend longer time with that person. Like usually sight unseen, you're not like, hey, do you want to spend the weekend together? Like what if we just go on a walk on the park Saturday morning? We'll go grab tea and crumpets after that. Who eats crumpets anymore? Then we're in the afternoon, you know, we're gonna, we'll go to a matinee movie. After that, we'll go on a carousel ride and then we'll watch another movie and, and then have a five course. What if you don't like the person's personality? You don't want to be stuck in that situation. So think about it. Like, Shorter, shorter to start, and then the relationship as it grows in intimacy and trust, maybe somebody will hang out with you for a 45-minute, hour-and-a-half live stream and longer-form content on YouTube. If you're a vlogger, any kind of content that you're creating, maybe a lot of times your content's 18 minutes, 12, 28. Try making it four minutes and 21 seconds. Try making it shorter and do some experiments and see what the results are when you try making shorter videos, trimming the fluff, and powering up your content. You know, the third change that we've been focusing on here at Think Media and our content on our main channel is powering up our content. I would ask, how can I make my actual videos stronger this year? How can I power them up? How can I upgrade them? You know, if you're a gamer, Final Fantasy VII, you get your materia and you put it in your weapons, right? You level up as you go in the game. I don't know if you're playing cyberpunk, uh, but you can get cyberware upgrades. And maybe you've got that second heart or those gorilla arms, right? As you progress, you're leveling up. Never get discouraged with the level that you're at today. You still may feel a little uncomfortable on camera. You feel like you don't have the best gear in the world. You're, you feel like you don't really know editing. That's fine. Like just try to get 1% better every time you upload a video. Try to get 1% better as a communicator or in your the quality of your content. But one of our major focuses is always trying to level up our content. And here's some ideas of how you could do that. You know, one is B-roll and visuals. It's one thing to open up a video with talking head and say, hey, this is what you're about to learn. It's a whole nother thing to actually show what someone's about to see or learn, right? It's like show and tell back in first grade. You remember, I was so pumped to be able to bring in my He-Man Masters of the Universe 
to show and tell about, I had the gray, I actually had the gray skull thing and I had the Skeletor and you'd bring in your stuff for show and tell. And it was one thing if I described the He-Man action figure, it's a whole nother thing if I can show it. So this is what B-roll is. Those are the visuals, it's the clips. You know, it's, it's showing people up front in the first few seconds of the video what they're maybe gonna see later in the video. It's kind of that teaser reel. And then B-roll throughout, again. If you just do talking head videos, challenge yourself. Maybe try to find visuals. And you could do this with a, a website that's like story tape or, or story blocks. And these are different B-roll websites where you can actually download visuals and clips that you could include in your video. Another idea is just your camera presence. Are you working on being a better communicator? Are you working on and studying different books? Maybe a book like Talk Like Ted, you know, learning from different TED Talks. Listen, you don't gotta read a book. You could just watch a TED Talk a day to try to say, what is it about some of the most viewed TED Talks that I could learn from in order to be a better communicator? If you wanna be a better communicator, study good communicators. Think about how you could level up your on-camera presence. Another one is preparation. You know, the more preparation you have going into your content, the better. And if you show up unprepared, people can usually tell, and it all actually causes you more stress and more anxiety. So your content will get better the more prepared, the more you think things through. And maybe you're thinking through the whole video. You're thinking through, okay, what am I gonna be saying? What is the B-roll that we're gonna have in the video? What are some props? You know, Just preparing and thinking ahead. Another one is organization. I've learned that to the degree that you're organized with your shoot day, to the degree that you're organized, like right now uh, during this, we're doing a batch shoot of our podcast. And I've got a whole Google Doc here. It's on the iPad. I've got the videos organized. I brought in a couple changes of shirts and jackets and whatnot. And I thought ahead of time to get organized. The Think Media team, we got Omar, Kyle. They've got, they're organized in how we're going to save the content. The whole thing is gonna help the content be sharper because we try to approach shoot day with greater organization. Another one's third-party data. I love this. One of my favorite ways to open up a video is not just saying, hey, here's my opinion of what's happening with the state of YouTube, but I like to open up a video to say, I don't know if you've seen this recent article in eMarketer, but it showed us that adult social media consumption is absolutely crushing, and it brings another level of authority to a point you're maybe making in a video. Third-party data, can you integrate news? Can you integrate an authoritative resource so you're not like, hey, this is my thoughts and uh, you should trust me. They don't even know you. So third-party data actually powers up your content because it gives it more authority and more strength. Another one's just video editing. Editing your videos makes them stronger. You know, a lot of times if you're just free-flowing and free-talking, um, you can communicate pretty well, but if you trim the ums like I just had in this, if you like cut out the, the pauses or the mistakes or the moments, especially when you're just starting, don't put so much pressure on yourself in the recording phase to get everything right. Remember that in the editing phase, things can be improved. Music can help power up your content. It can set a mood. It can bring energy. Sound effects, little swishes or sound effects can actually keep people engaged. Maybe we have a little subscribe button that pops on screen. There's a sound effect, a little like button that pops on screen, some sound effects with that. And then also pacing. Have you ever watched a movie or a Netflix show where you're like, I kind of want to hang with this thing, but like the pacing is off? Like, I don't know. It really got slow in the middle there. Or like, I like these actors, but man, the pacing of this video is off. You know, there's something about, again, 
just get 1% better with every upload. I know there's a lot of ideas, but I think these things can make your video stronger and pacing is something to watch your video back, get feedback from others. Think about how you can increase the pacing. You don't want it to be too fast. You definitely don't want it to be too slow. You want ebbs and flows. A good story has you know, a build, it's got you know, an inciting event, it's got a climax, it's got a little bit of resolution, maybe it has another climax, it, it creates drama. There's different pacing and certain moments in the video where maybe you're trying to re-engage attention. These are just a few ideas of powering up your content. And if you wanna win on YouTube this year, you're gonna regret just making the same content you made yesterday. Yesterday's home runs will not win today's game. And so think about leveling up your content 1% per video, and over a year's time, you're gonna be amazed by the level your content is at. You know, the fourth thing is mastering hooks. We've been talking about this a lot, of course, at Think Media and on Think Marketing. We highly recommend the book Hook Point by Brendan Kane, and uh, you've heard him on the podcast. And if you missed that episode, don't miss that episode. And we'll always link up great resources like that in the show notes and uh, descriptions everywhere. But we're really thinking about hooks. Man, we obsess about hooks. To us, this is actually the first really 30 to 60 seconds of the video and there's actually data from YouTube, new changes we're observing, where in your YouTube analytics, there's a special tab in the audience tab of your analytics that shows you how many percent of viewers are still watching at 30 seconds. This is pretty insightful because if you can't hold someone's attention for 30 seconds, it maybe means they clicked on the video, but it, it didn't turn out to be what they thought it was gonna be. You clicked on the video, but you didn't grab their attention or weren't able to hold their attention. They clicked on the video and they didn't like what they saw or whatever it was. And what we're asking is, man, how do we make those first 30 seconds, even those first 60 seconds, engaging? How do we lead with uh, value? How do we get attention? And really, you know, to do anything in life, you got to get attention. And sometimes this can be a mindset where we actually think, nah, you know, we're raised up, like sit down, be humble. Like humility is not getting attention. But here's the deal. To do anything, if you want to attract a girl, you need attention. If you want to stand out in a pile of resumes, you need attention. If you expect your business to be profitable tomorrow, your business needs attention. You have to be able to figure out how to get attention and master hooks. And of course, we'll be sharing more on this and even dedicating whole episodes to this. But one quick power tip is what we're focusing on, and that's called the value-based hook. We've been doing this at Think Media, and I think about a video Omar did with some lighting tips. In the beginning of the video wasn't like, in this video, you're gonna be learning some lighting tips, and so stick around, and then there was like a little intro, and then like, hey, Omar here, and then welcome to Think Media. All right, let's get into tip number one, and it's already been like 30, 45 seconds, 60 seconds by the time you get to that first tip. Here's how the value-based hook works. Omar said, so one of the biggest mistakes that people make with lighting, and then he revealed the mistake, and he actually put tip number one, which was in the form of a mistake, first thing in the video, right as the video started, mistake number one popped up on screen in text and actually got right into, listen, value. That's why it's a value-based hook. And so the structure was the opening was tip number one. It was actually probably about 60 seconds of just going straight into value right off the promise of the title, right off the promise of the thumbnail. And then there was the little think stinger, and it was like, hey, Omar here, if you're, if you're new. Number two came later, and that was the value-based hook. 
And then number five is maintain and amplify authenticity. You know, if you want to win on YouTube and really make some important changes, I think ask yourself the question, am I really being my authentic self on YouTube? You know, you want to make, uh, I heard this quote, make your life be as awesome as you pretend it to be on Instagram. Isn't that true? Like, most of us, when it comes to social media, we look at Instagram, we look at Facebook, and, and, and like most people's lives, we're like, there's no way your life is that good. Like, bro, you're not always at like the beach and like, oh, it's so easy to just carry my three kids around all day. Ha, 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 ha. Like, I have no problems, right? What are people craving? People are craving real. In a world of fake news, fake influencers, fake flexing on social media, people are craving real real. And so in the midst of all the tactics, in the midst of all the strategies, in the midst of all of the different ways to get views and ways to grow subscribers, I just want to encourage you, tap into your authenticity. Be you times two. You were born an original. Don't die a copy. And remember, Sally Hogshead said, different is better than better. You winning on YouTube this year is not trying to be the next Mr. Beast or the next Casey Neistat or the next Marie Forleo or the next Heather Torres or the next whoever. You winning on YouTube this year is being different and being unique. And the best way to be unique is to be yourself. You know, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like me. That's okay. Your vibe is going to attract your tribe. The key is are you amplifying your vibe? Are you really tapping into your quirks, your humor, your personality? Because tactics and a good title and a good thumbnail may may get someone to discover you, but it's your personality that's ultimately going to get someone to connect with you long term. And so make it a goal to not trying to impress people, but actually make an impact on people by being yourself. Make it your goal on YouTube not to find followers, but to make friends. Aren't we friends with the people that are like, dude, I just get you. And you're going to get those negative comments sometimes where like, eh, I don't like you. But you're also going to get people who do. Never focus on the one or two dislikes. The video got 12 likes, you know, got 120 likes and you're worried about the three that click dislike. Think about actually making friends that connect with you, people that get you amplifying your personality, not just gathering followers. And it's really not about popularity. It's about authenticity because we love connecting with people who are authentic. When I think about maintain and amplify your authenticity, I also think about two ways to really do this. And it's vulnerability and being transparent. I believe that vulnerability and transparency are your superpowers. What does that mean? You don't need to flex and pretend. You just be transparent about the truth. Aren't we hungry for real truth? in today's world. Like people that are just like, like, yeah, I may, maybe you are having a lot of success. Share that, but also share your failures. I mean, cause life is real, you know? And we all know that not everything is rainbows and unicorns. So when you're vulnerable, it's also saying that, yeah, hey, we're, we're crushing it in business here at Think Media, but we also got problems. Mo money, mo problems. You know, at every level, you're trying to figure out problems with taxes or problems with team or problems with finances or fires you got to pull out. There's always going to be problems. Don't be afraid to share your transparent moments. Of course, do it from a place of strength and healing and health. I heard it put it one way, share your scars, not your open wounds. 
that if you're going to be authentic and really vulnerable, you know, you don't necessarily just vomit in your Facebook feed or in a YouTube video. You want to make sure you've maybe processed and you're in a healthy place when you're vulnerable. But I've learned that even some of the hardest seasons that I've been scared of sharing, whether it was when my wife almost died or whether it was when we've gone through drama with our church or our career or different things that have happened, that man, when I'm vulnerable about those things, that's some of the content that resonates the most. So remember that vulnerability and transparency are superpowers. And guess what? It is easiest to be 100% yourself. The problem, if you're not authentic and you're not maintaining and amplifying your authenticity, is you're ultimately creating some kind of image or some kind of persona, which you're going to have to remember to maintain. Like, I don't want to try to, who am I supposed to be tomorrow? Who am I supposed to be on YouTube? I just want to be myself. The easiest person to actually be is myself because I don't have to overthink it. I don't have to construct a lie. I just have to be myself. And I really believe this, that of course, when you level up and strengthen some weaknesses and learn some tactics and get better at content and master hooks and power up things, you got to learn some stuff. But when you amplify who you really are, and when you also maintain your authenticity, when it's easy to get lost in trying to please followers or please the algorithm or please other people, I just want to encourage you that real lasting growth and legacy comes from massive authenticity. Well, I hope that those five changes are something that you're going to make this year. Maybe the first change you're going to make is making shorter content versus longer content. You know, for me specifically, right before we recorded this podcast, Sean and I were having a conversation where I was talking about my own channel, my own homeschool channel that I need to be making content on. And I said, I need to just apply this shorter content versus longer content and just get the videos out. I think this is going to help my channel and I hope that that will help your channel as well. And really, I think the number five was the biggest one, which was actually maintaining authenticity. This is something I have struggled with, and it's not because I want to hide behind the camera, but sometimes it can feel scary to put yourself out there and make mistakes and say the ums and, you know, uh, uh, forget what you're supposed to say. These are all pieces of being a creator. And I think the more authentic you are, the more you share from your heart, the more you really let people into your life and, and what you're trying to help them with, I think it's going to help your content go a long way this year. So uh, I, I'm hoping that you've taken notes on all five of those. And if you have not yet taken our Think Masterclass, this is a one-hour class, not on YouTube. You do need to register for this free class. So if you've not already taken the free YouTube Masterclass, I highly recommend that that be your next step today. This one-hour class is going to teach you the three secrets to success on YouTube and what's working right now. You have these five pieces that you need to change but we want to tell you what really works on YouTube. So make sure you take that class. And then at the end of that class, we give you the opportunity to join us in our community called Video Ranking Academy. So I'm excited if you have not taken that class for you to do that next. And uh, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe wherever you're listening from. We are so excited every time we get to hear your reviews uh, in the comment section on YouTube or on Apple iTunes. It means the world to us that you would let us know what you think about this content.
And maybe you'll get a shout out on our podcast. Today's review comes from Tim from Wales. And he said, really great advice. Having watched Sean and the team on YouTube, it was only natural I was going to carry over to listening to the podcast. Great job, Sean and Heather. Sound advice and tips as we've come to expect. Really enjoy the 2020 lessons that you said. Thank you so much, Tim, for being a part of our community and for sharing this review. And if you have not already rated and reviewed the podcast, I highly recommend that you go over and do that so I can read your review on the show. And I really hope that you tune in for next Tuesday where Sean Cannell is going to be sharing how he built a 1 million subscriber YouTube channel. And he's really sharing an unconventional strategy that he's never shared before. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday. Thanks so much for being here and we'll catch you on the next episode.